there was something else I was going to mention before we dived in. Uh, tonight's task is mostly to start digging into Matthew's Gospel. Um, I know Barbara started to do that last week. Um, a couple things by way of introduction. Um, I think this next five or six weeks will be a good time just to talk a little bit about the scriptures too, in terms of how they're put together. When Barbara first recommended, you know, spending the first few weeks in Matthew, I thought, what? We've never done this before, or at least I've never done it before. But the more I think about it, the more sense it makes. It's a great place to start. Um, and the more I look at the four Gospels, Matthew seems like such a great choice. Um, it's the longest of the four, for one thing. And it's also, it looks like it's one of the earliest. I, I, I had heard a lot of scholarship saying Mark was the earliest, but some seem to think that Matthew may have been contemporary or even earlier. Mm-hmm. So, um, didactic as well. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what struck me while I was reading and re- kind of remembering. And yeah. We were just talking about it today a little bit. It's like, well, this is what you do. Exactly. Yeah. And you yeah, really get getting a hard, huh? Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. You really get a sense of the world of the scriptures, too, because Matthew's coming to it from his Jewish perspective. And, um, and if there's one thing that's true about the Jews is that they're professional rememberers. That's, yeah. that's their shtick, is they remember. And it's such a powerful thing their memory. And it's part of, I think, the fact that if you look at the Old Testament as a whole, and in fact the whole of the scriptures, it's really, the overarching theme is covenant. You know, God has established a covenant with his people. It's a relationship that's been established. And so it makes sense that remembering would be at the very heart of things, because just if you think of any of your own relationships, if there's a friendship that you that's important to you, and somebody, let's say they leave town, um, if you're interested in maintaining that friendship, it's really about remembering and taking that extra effort to recall uh, and hold things in mind. And I think that's really what the Jews are about, is, is maintaining that relationship by remembering. In fact, the whole Mass, when we get into that, we'll, we'll realize how much the Mass is, well, we talk about it as a memorial. Um, but there's a sense in the Jewish tradition of prayer that remembering actually makes present the thing that you remember. It's mm-hmm. not just like watching syndicated TV, and like other reruns or anything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the re- reality becomes present again when you remember so um, it's called anamnesis. It's a Greek word for for the, the, the uh, fact that when we pray and we remember, we make present what happened. And that's, yeah, you know... Because time is, is, is our construct. It is. It, for God, he, he's constantly remembering because it's never other than present to him. Got a little chill. But, uh, so, um, and that really helps explain the liturgy. You know, for a lot of Protestants, it's a big concern. It's like, why are we doing this again and again and again? Jesus died once for us. Why do we, you know, why are we doing this repetitious? Are we repeating the sacrifice? No, we're entering that same experience of Calvary. We're returning to that moment in memory. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not rehashing. Um, it's a little different sense. So really, the understanding that do this in memory of me is really important. Yeah, it, it is. Make this real in your time as it yeah. now. Yeah. You're not just that, yeah. Yeah. The same thing with Jews do with Passover. Yeah. It's not to, it's not to like call it to mind, to but to really make this present. real now. Th- this the rea- reality now. Yeah. Hmm. The, the, uh, yeah. Their holy days are so amazing. I, when I was in seminary, um, we had the chance for a semester to spend uh, one semester in the Holy Land. So oh. we had a program based in West Jerusalem for September through December of 1996. And so we were there for all the High Holy Days. We got to go to the temple for, you know, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, the whole bit. And you really get that sense of, of the remembering that goes on. It's very powerful. In fact, I, when I was on the bus the last week seeing everybody going to the temple for Yom Kippur, I was 
kind of envious. I'm like, I wish I could go in right now. It's such it's a powerful cool. literature. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. I work in the Hancock Park and I just so yeah. uh, it's just so beautiful to see yeah. the men and, and they're and they dress up. Like yeah. Really nice oh yeah. Really yeah. Really oh yeah. 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 And I'll probably bring in maybe one night I'll bring in my slides from the Holy Land so you can get a sense of the geography too. Because as we go through, there's a lot of movement around and there's kind of a theological purpose for what's pointed out in that movement as well. So um, anyway, another approach. There's so many ways to, to come to the scriptures and get something out of it. But this is um, a resource that you might consider in the future. If you're trying to, to look at a passage and, and get a deeper sense of it, it's um, in the seminary when we were taught to prepare homilies we were given this book it's called the synopsis of the four gospels and what it is is it, it is a translation I believe it's RSV and what they do is they put the four gospels side by side so that you can compare what's going on mm. in them so like the Beatitudes are, are what I gave you a photocopy of I think it's page 66 and 67 <coughs> so what they've done is they've, they've put the four gospels side by side for you so you can see what Matthew's doing with them and what Luke's doing with them, and, and you can see that each one of the gospel writers has a different theological purpose. It becomes clear when you put them side by side like this. Like, look at what Luke does. Luke's very into parallelism. Luke does not only the blessings, but he goes on to the woes. <laughs> so he's got both of them going on, but it, it helps you kind of draw those parallels out. So it's a fantastic resource yeah. Yeah. Uh, for further study. I, I just love this book. It's amazing. So anyway... Uh, that's by way of saying synoptic means you can help me with that does it mean that um, means that they're coordinated they're coordinated it yeah. literally means with the eye mm -hmm. so every gospel oh. writer writes in a certain perspective right. with a certain eye oh so with the eye, the yeah. eye. Oh. Yeah. so when they talk about synoptics they're talking about Matthew, Mark, and Luke and then John would not be considered synoptic mm -hmm. and that's because he, he takes a different point of view right, oh. totally different right. Point of view. so they're of one eye or three <laughs> Um, okay, with that, maybe what we'll do is we'll dive into the scriptures. I thought uh, as much as possible I'll just kind of get out of the way and let us read them maybe a chapter at a time, and then we can pause for question or comment. Uh, I don't know, you all have different translations? Yeah, yeah. we didn't get our book <coughs> yet. Okay, just curious, what, what do you have? I have the old St. Jerome. Okay, so you've got from the Vulgate, which... Yeah. Okay. New, New, King, New King James. Okay. Very good. New American. New American? New American? Okay. And this is uh, RSV, NRSV, I think. Or NRSV. There's this one and then I have this one too. Yeah. I think I'm going to photocopy the introduction to this book as well. This is just Matthew's Gospel and a commentary. It's a fantastic introduction to scripture scholarship in, in general, but in, in terms of Matthew, what they do is really extensive notes in it, which you can either ignore or read, but you can see that they don't put more text on the page than they can comment on. <laughs> wow. So in some cases, they don't get much text. But um, but fantastic in the first ten pages. Maybe if we have a short break, I might just photocopy it for you tonight because it's a good grounding in what Matthew's about. And also drawing from Second Vatican Council in terms of how to read the scriptures in the church. 